welcome once again to another episode of En La Mesa with Café con Leche Nerds. I am Beatriz Valenzuela, and today we will be speaking to Miguel Ángel Espinosa. Hi, Miguel. Hello. Thank you for having me. Of course. And Miguel um, has successfully uh, funded a Kickstarter for a brand new role-playing game named Nawal. That's right. Now, tell us a little bit about the game, the inspiration, and what brought you to Kickstarter in order to get it funded. Noel is based on the comic books from Mexican artist uh, Edgar Clement. The premise of the game and of the comics, too, is that characters Nawales are also known as uh, hunters, angeleros, uh, that hunt angels that roam the cities and kill them and make them into different type of products that they sell. They sell the meat, they sell the bones, like it, it is like hunting animals, uh, but in an urban setting and in a modern uh, setting too. And the idea is that when the background of it is that when the conquistadores came to America, they brought with them their angels and, and they were also bloodthirsty conquerors. When that happened, the shamans of the past, the Nahuales, mm-hmm. were the ones that, that had the power of the possibility to fight back, were the ones that had the gift to touch these angels and kill them, and they were the ones to, that resisted. But nevertheless, uh, the history continues more or less similarly in our real history. And in present day, there are people that have inherited that gift of seeing and touching those angels and summoning their Nawal, but they don't have the cultural background. They, their connection with that past, with those roots, was severe during the conquista, so they don't have the full control of that power. And uh, all they manage to do is like survive in a day-by-day uh, kind of thing, hunting these creatures and selling. The meat of the angels has magical properties, has uh, properties that helps you like invigorate you or helps you heal better and all kind of things that Clement came up with in, in his comics. That is really interesting because we have this idea of that angels are always good. This yes. concept that the angels are actually part of the uh, conquistadores. Yes. And the colonization of Latin America, Mexico specifically? Yes, but, but in general, like all Latin America. That's super interesting. That's Now I'm going to have to pick those up and start reading them because I love the concept of it. Uh, the first comic book that Clement released with that concept is called Operación Bolívar, and it's a comic mm-hmm. book actually from the 90s. Uh, it's been around for a while, but it's been, it's been like a cult thing that it's it's hard to get in print. But Clement has been very generous with with it. It, it is actually online to read completely. Like everyone can get grab the link and, and read it. I, I I for sure will send you the link. Oh, that's wonderful. We'd love to be able to share it with our listeners if anyone's sure. interested in picking it up because it really sounds like a great read. So how did you transition from, you know, a fan of this comic book to deciding, hey, you know what, I need to create this into an RPG? When I first read it, I, I was like blown out with it because, it, yeah, it's very, it, a lot of things happen in the comic and it's like a very hallucinating story. Uh, but what I liked most is just this concept of this. I felt it was really like Mexican fantasy because so many times in the in the in, the, in pop culture on, on the media, uh, and also especially in role playing games, 
every time like you see something related to Mexico, it's always like Aztec mm -hmm. uh, and rarely done well. But really, we are not Aztecs anymore. We are part of that, but we are also part Spanish. So we are that mix of two things, two cultures that that clashed together. And, and as a result, we Latinos came from that encounter with all the problems that it did have. And, 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 and sometimes still, we still carry some of those issues. But when I, saw, when I read the comic, I said, this is what really Mexican fantasy looks like. It is, it is this concept of angels in the, in the existing and also Nahuales and that class that to this day is still like continuous. And, uh, and also Clement is very political in his comics books. So by, just by the name of the first novel, Operación Bolívar, it brings like a lot of, of stuff. The, for example, in the comics, the, the Archangel Michael, it is like trying to make business out of this trade of killing angels, even though he's an archangel. He, he depicts the mm -hmm. archangel Michael like a, like a servo capitalist, like a capitalist bastard oh. that, that only wants like power and money and, and only cares about that. So it's very interesting. So when, when I re read it and I, and I said, this is, this is awesome, this will, be, this will make a great role-playing game. But in that time, I was just like, uh, I, I did message, uh, sent an email to, to Edgar and never got a reply and then just passed. And he, he's been also very open with his work. He's all the time saying mm -hmm. on, on social networks, like inviting people to, to use it, to work with it, to expand it. Uh, because his his uh, dream is to, for it to grow, to grow like I don't know, like a Star Wars universe or something like that. But mm -hmm. Like like many people can can help make it grow. So I, I without his permission, I started like working on it and and trying to figure out how can I make it work. But then also I did some some small pages, comic book pages, because I I'm I also I also draw. So mm -hmm. I draw some pages and I share them online and that, that caught his attention. <laughs> and now he, <laughs> he, he, I was in his radar and, and he, he, we started talking and, and he was like interested in this comic book part of things. But then I take, took the opportunity to say to him, do you know what? I want to make a game about your, your stories, your, about your, your universe. And he agreed, like instead of like, he just like giving me a license or selling me a license, he he wanted in and, and he jumped into the project and we've been working like together. I'm doing all the mechanical part of the game, like all the game design part of it. But every time I need like to figure out something about the universe and the setting and the fantasies, I, I go to him and he's the source of, of all this like uh, stuff. Mm -hmm. and, and what was it like to get the blessing of the man who started creating this universe for you? Well, obviously it was very, it was very exciting. I, I've commented with some friends before, like uh, saving the, the distance and, and of the comparison, but it is, for me, it was like having, like talking, if you were writing like Dungeons and Dragons, and having talking next to you, which is like the source of all these fantasies. But I'm, of course, I'm, as I say, like, saving the appropriate distances with the comparison. But for me, it was a feeling similar to that. And, and, and it's, it's been, been very exciting. But also, 
what's more exciting even is that I mean, I mean, he's not done with his universe. He's not finished with these stories. He's actually right now he's working in a new like a trilogy of comics of graphic novels. The first two are already are already done, and, and he's working the thir- third one. When we chat and we, when we talk about it, because well, he's in Mexico City, I'm in the north of Mexico, so we only communicate by internet. When we chat and I'm asking him about stuff, he from time to time he's like, I don't know, and mm-hmm. uh, let me figure out. And and he also is like, but keep asking, because you asking me helps me grow and develop more and more ideas. Some stuff that I've been asking him about or ideas that I came about for the game and told him, he's now like, yeah, that's cool, that's great, let me also grab that and use it in my comics. Oh, that's awesome, that must feel yeah. great. Yeah. So so now tell me a little bit about the game, how it works out, you know, how you play with it, you know, give our listeners an idea of how they can make this work. Okay, so I'm, I'm not starting from scratch, I'm using an already existing system uh, mm-hmm. It is called Powered by the Apocalypse. It is the, the system that came out with games like what well, it started with Apocalypse World, the role playing game by Vincent and McKay Baker. And there's been like a plethora of, of other role playing games that, that are using that system. Right. Uh, there's a few famous ones like Dungeon Worlds or Monster Hearts. And uh, I like the system because it's, it is very narrative, it is very focused on the fiction. In the game, players are obviously Nahuales. They, they, their characters are hunters, are angel hunters, and they all work together owning a small changarro, a small business. But also, each character is an archetype defined by the Nahual they they represent. Like, it, it is divided in different animals. There is the jaguar playbook, the tlacuache, which is the possum uh-huh. playbook. There is the perro, the dog, there is the venado or the deer. And I'm using Spanish names for them, mm-hmm. even in the English version of the game. Your Nahual is, is more like a representation of your personality as a person. So if your personality is like brave and you're bold and strong and a little bit violent, you may be, your Nahual may be a jaguar. But instead, if you are like sneaky and tricky and uh, a little bit of carefree, your Nahual will be a tlacuache, a possum. There is this connection with you and the animal you transform into. It's, it's more like a heightened way of your personality instead of you mm-hmm. changing into something you don't control. Like many, many shape-shifting stories are about like, yeah, I'm a normal human and I transform into this powerful beast out of control. Here is more like... It is you again, but like full volume kind of thing. So each character, all the players will be, will be having their own Nahual. Somebody will be a Jaguar, somebody will be a Perro, somebody will be a, a Tlacuache. And then uh, you will be working in your Changarro and the options so far for the Changarro, you can have a Taqueria where you use the meat of the angels to make tacos. Oh, that's, can, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, you can have a carniceria or a butcher shop that you just sell the meat raw to people and they, they cook it themselves. Or you can also uh, own a cantina, a Mexican cantina, where you mainly sell the... It's a drink that in the comic books is named chingere, mm-hmm. which is which is a drink, alcoholic drink made out of angel blood. It is distilled angel blood. 
-hmm. It's like basically Angel Blood Tequila. Oh, that so, sounds interesting. <laughs> yeah. So as players, you have this 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 changarro, this business that you are you are managing, that you own, and the rules will be pushing on you in a day by day kind of like business. It, it won't be like yeah, I own a McDonald's chain and. Mm -hmm. uh, food chain and, and we are rich and all that. It is not. It's like you own a small taco joint in Mexico and you will have to struggle day by day. Like you have to get your meat. You have to get your yeah, customers. You have to get exactly. your. You, you have to you know, rascarle as they say. Yes, exactly. And yeah, my, I'm I'm trying to like to uh, express that with the mechanics of the game, with the design of the game, and also there is this concept in the comics about all these other powerful forces like factions and that are like. Um, above you and trying also to like to pull you to 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 take advantage out of your gift like there are some corporations that maybe want to come and buy your place and make you work for them or or or, or maybe some narcos that want you like to because the other thing that you can the other thing that you can do with the with the angels is that the bones can be grind into dust into a fine dust which is called polvo de angel uh -huh, which is, angel death. Which is, yeah, which is a powerful drug. So it's a dark fantasy setting, but it's also like uh, it has that that folklore of yeah, you're you're selling angels as tacos. It is like yeah, <laughs> Mexican. <laughs> it's funny that you say that because in one of our previous um, podcasts we touched on uh, a Latino, specifically Mexican folklore, and I, I think Latinos and, and Mexicans we have this dark. Uh, yes. folklore side to us and it's not scary we we embrace a lot of that stuff so I think yeah. from the outside the idea of somebody's hunting angels may sound a little bit out there but in all honesty for us there is the 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 supernatural the the spiritual the fantastic just melds so much into our everyday it it makes perfect sense yeah and actually now that you mentioned that I I had an experience. I don't know if what adjective give to it, but it was an experience that when I was play testing first, obviously here in Mexico with my friends, yeah, we they they know what the stories were about, and, and yeah, we played. And and I also did play test with some people uh, in other parts of Mexico via hangouts or online. And yeah, they all they obviously knew knew Clement's works and the comics and all that. And and even with people with new people that didn't know the comics, but that here in Mexico, Mexicans, when I explain them quickly, like yeah, you are this, you are Nahuales, you are Honduras, blah blah blah, they they immediately like get excited because first of all they are playing Mexican characters, mm -hmm. like that's super exciting for them, and and I mean for me too, and then no no more questions, let's get to it. But when I first went to, to the US and um, had a chance to play test with with American people and also some Canadian people, the first like pushback I had is like, but, but why are we killing angels? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, B because, because the meat is good. <laughs> so there, there was this cultural barrier and, and, and I had to explain and that helped me uh, realize that I had to present it not not change it, but give them the explanation of why this thing is happening and why things are are yeah. are, are, are this way. Like one of the, I, I remember I had an interview with somebody from an English podcast, English language podcast. I, I was explaining to them like, yeah, and, and people go and buy this like these tacos or this meat and they they eat it and and like she was, but why? 
And I was like, <laughs> okay, first of all, first of all, the meat makes you feel better. If you're sick, if you if you are tired for a long journey, a long day working like twelve mm-hmm. hours, and and you go and eat a taco that will make you feel better. Of yours, of you, or if you are sick, like very sick, and and you go and eat a taco that will help you heal a little faster. Obviously, you will do that instead of going to the IMSS, which is the Mexican healthcare, mm-hmm. which is awful. <laughs> and you will be like going 4 a.m. for an appointment and see if they can uh, see you like at 10 a.m. So you will be like making queue for like six hours and mm-hmm. they then they will be like just, yeah, but come next week because this or that. And yeah, obviously, if you have the opportunity to, to go to the corner and buy a taco and feel better, of course, you will do that. And, and she was like shocked, like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there are a lot of aspects to our culture, which is very foreign, uh, you know, and I guess rightfully so. Um, and I mentioned this in the last podcast where um, I saw some reviews of the movie Coco and okay. I could not think of anything bad to say about it. Yeah. And a lot of parents were saying, Oh my gosh, we had to leave because my kids were scared because of the skeletons. You're walking into a movie about Dia de los Muertos. Yeah. You know, did you expect not to see skeletons? So yes. it, that that experience is what taught me that there is a pretty big cultural divide and people need to learn more about us and maybe us teach them a little more beyond mm-hmm. just tacos and Cinco de Mayo and you know yes. the, the, yes. the typical stuff. And, but yeah, and, and it is this, awesome this, that you have this game. Yeah, thank you. And it's this beautiful answer that, that Guillermo del Toro gave in, 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 the, in his interview, like about this dark side of monsters and things. And, and, and his answer was like, because I'm Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, you know, I think a lot of us watch uh, Guillermo del Toro's movies and we we understand that it is horror, but it's not... Freddy Krueger, it's not, yeah. you know, Halloween, it's different. There, there, yeah. We have a, a much more spiritual connection to death, to the unknown, to the other side yeah. for a variety of reasons because I believe that what happens is we still have a lot of connection to our native side. You know, yeah. we have a lot of abuelos and abuelas who still have all these um, uh, traditions yes, and rituals. Yes. That we don't yeah. let go of. Yeah, and, and, our, and our religion is like a, a result. Uh, like Catholicism has been like twisted, like uh, evolved maybe or changed because of our roots. Or um, and and somebody once I don't remember who said like we are not Catholics, we are Guadalupanos. Yeah, it, it's a I, different I, level. <laughs> that is so funny. I was just talking about that to somebody where I said, you know, I I'm a spiritual person. I I do have connections to religion, um, but a lot of it stems from, you know, La La Virgen Morena. If you want to look at it analytically and say, well, you know, they made her brown to enslave us and to change us, but we have turned that into something that is our own as well. So I I totally understand that. I get that. Yes, and that's what, like, uh, caught me about Clement's uh, stories and, and, and comic books, like, it is that too, like that appropriation and that 
way we make it our own. Uh, tell me a little bit about the Kickstarter, which ended on Sunday, but you had some pretty exciting stuff happen just at the beginning of it, correct? Yes, like I was super, super surprised. Um, Martin Struman, which was American-born, but his uh, his his mother is Mexican, so he's he's also uh, of Mexican origin. He he's been helping me a lot with my process. Like he he's helping me with the industry side of it, like learning stuff and and about making games. He's he's co-owner of Magpie Games, which is a company that it's been for a while now, and it, it has like. Uh, multiple uh, successful games uh, developed. He's he's been working so much with it. And uh, when we were planning the Kickstarter, we were like, okay, maybe like this concept is very cool. It's it's amazing and it's very different, very fresh. But it's also about killing angels, so we are we don't know how people will respond to that. And <laughs> uh, and and we were aiming for three thousand dollars for for a print run. And he was saying to me like, yeah, maybe you can get like. I don't know, thirty thousand or twenty thousand in total, mm-hmm. and it was yeah, that that would be like awesome. I mean, I mean, that would be in Mexico. That's a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> On the first day, the very first day, in the first hour, we reached the three thousand. Funded the game in less than an hour. Like in in an hour, I had the three thousand, and I was like, whoa. And wow. that day, when by the end of the day, I had eighteen thousand dollars, and I was like, holy. Crap! This is amazing. <laughs> and by the second day, I, I was over the three three thousand that we thought would be in total just in the first two days. And yeah, it's been like incredible. So so yeah, it's, it's been a big surprise. And many people have been like very happy about it because it is very fresh. It is very new. And uh, many of the comments on the Kickstarter has been like, "This looks awesome." And I have people m- most. Uh, uh, amount of people backing the game is from the US, but I also have people like in Europe, the, uh, some people in Tokyo, and uh, no, no. And, and, and I mean it's it, yeah, it's been like mind blowing. Like yeah, that I had uh, one of uh, one of the pledges levels is for game stores, like they get a cool discounts and uh, six books for a good price because it's retail price, mm-hmm. and and I had one in Polony. I mean like. Who in Poland, Polonia wants to play my my game? I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's been amazing. Well, that's awesome, and congratulations to you. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Okay, and we will have those links in at our website at cafeconlechenerds.com. Awesome. Thank you so much, Miguel, for uh, chatting with us and telling us about this awesome new game that uh, spreads representation and gives a little bit of a Mexican flair to the RPG world. Thank you. Thank you for, for having me also and for making this, this possible. All right. Thank you. And to reserve your own copy of Nawal, head over to our website, cafeconlechenerds.com, and click on the links. Hasta luego.